This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith, but come to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello! And what is going on, my fellow Shulk Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. It is the last week of Black History Month that I can play that sound drop and it not be uh, like off or whatever, you know? So, yeah, um... It was another Black History Month down. I'm surprised uh, in my in my school life that uh, none of the black kids are like, hey, can I have my phone out? It's Black History Month. And I'm like, part of me is going to be like, yeah, well, I guess that's a good excuse. And, you know, like the principal walks in and sees all the little black kids on their phone. And I'm like, well, in my defense, they did say it was Black History Month. I thought it was okay. <laughs> I thought it was okay. <laughs> you know? You know, like, isn't there something to it where, like, if a black person tells a white person that, like, they can get away with something because it's Black History Month? You know, I know there's probably some limits to that, but, like, you know, I mean, I, I think I'll have to, I mean, that's a good way to trap me into 
doing uh, what you want me to do in February. I mean, it's your month, man. What month? I get August, I guess, because it's my birthday. So I, I guess August is Schweg month, whatever. Maybe we could do something cool for Schweg month this year uh, on uh, Cancel Schweg. We could have a themed event or something like that. That would be a lot of fun. Schweg history month. <laughs> Fucking my history. I'll get like some – I'll have to take one of those DNA tests and like – or like something like Ancestry.com, you know, and then like, you know, navigate back to – my family history that my dad was questionable about <laughs> and then my mom doesn't know anything about for some reason. You know, uh, you know, it's... Uh, cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. But yeah, I'm recording this earlier than I usually do. I'm seeing Maria Schneider, uh, the Maria Schneider Orchestra, uh, on the day I usually record, so we get to do it a little early. Fun, fun stuff. She's a jazz person, so that's why you don't know. You don't, you guys don't know about my jazz life. You know about my pop life. You don't know about my jazz life, and so, uh, so you know my name, not my story. And some of you probably don't even know my name. I'm Shweezy, by the way. Happy, happy birthday, or what? It'll be your birthday eventually. Happy birthday. Just getting it out of the way now, so I don't have to worry about it later. You know that way when I forget. In case I forget, happy birthday, because it's probably coming up, I assume. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, adventures and substitute teaching, uh, a little fun story I have. Uh, apparently some kids got into a fight, and I didn't get to see it, so uh, I was super upset. Congratulations, you played yourself. Um, what apparently happened is, uh, this is the details I had to get. Because apparently someone told my mom before I knew, and so then I had to de- I had to piece the story together. Apparently, what happened is uh, I probably don't know the kid. I know one of the kids' names, but I I need to recognize, see their face first to be like, oh, that kid. Apparently, uh, two kids got into a fight, and what happened was a kid got thrown through a wall <laughs> in in said fight, and there is just a giant hole in, in the high school wall. Uh, I wish I knew what the beef was. I need to figure that. That's going to be my next, uh, that's going to be my next step is, uh, figuring out what the actual problem was and why it led to the fight. Because, you know, I'm kind of interested in that, you know, confrontations are fun, especially in Les Mis. Les Mis has the best confrontation. They literally named the song The Confrontation because it is a confrontation, by the way. Jean Valjean, uh, skipped on his parole. I don't know how the laws worked in whatever... 1800s France, I think it was. Uh, and then uh, the cop comes up, uh, Javert comes up and he's like, hey, stop being a felon and stop being a former felon. And he's like, let me live my life. This kid needs help. Jean, at last, we see each other plain. Monsieur Le Maire, you wear a different chain. I would love to play uh, Javert if I if they offered me that. Uh, I don't know if my voice range is perfect enough, and I don't want to do uh, Jean Valjean. I feel like that would be too much work for you know. It's like, it's like anything I would actually be actually would want to do the musical. I'd, I'd rather do like the band for it, but if I was gonna do like actual musicals, there's like small parts with fun songs because I feel like the one time I actually did a musical, I had one song and it sucked. And I was like, I fucking like singing. That's why I'm doing this. Let me do a part that sings, you know, not like a background fucking choir character. Like I need to be at least a good part with like a good singing shit, you know. Um, 
But yeah, that's that's high school fights. Uh, I remember one. I was just talking to some kids, you know, and they're like, "How? Why don't some people just wait until after school and find a place where to fight? Why do they have to do it at school?" And I was, I had to jump in, like, "Yeah, and invite the teachers too, so we can watch and not have to be responsible for you guys too." Because honestly, though, if I hear like two students are doing like a like a somewhat formal fight, you know, I want to watch that, dude. Like, yeah, you know. I want to watch that, you know. I don't think I, I don't think I could actually stand there. It'd have to be outside or like get binoculars or something like that. Maybe uh, have a have a kid sneak like a some like sort of like baby monitor or something similar down so I can hear the word. You know, I can hear. You know, I can hear what's going on too. You know, get get a get a nice setup, and so if, if a cop shows up or whatever, I can bail quickly and leave and not be involved and be like this kid, this guy, this substitute teacher just allowed students to have fights i'm like i i'm not in charge of them when i'm not in school okay you know when the, you know those hours that i'm being paid for i'm in charge of them but then those hours i'm not being in charge of them i'm not so if you're a student and you have a fight you, you know the teachers you can invite invite make sure they know too because they are going to want to watch and they're not going to want to that some of them are going to be like, I'm going to put a stop to this. I'm not. I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not in charge of you outside some certain hours. So, therefore, you're someone else's problem. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's how life is. So, oh, yeah, and then uh, the fight, they, <laughs> so, to cover up the whole, I guess the kids got expelled and, like, they have to, they're going to have to both split the cost to repair the wall, I guess, you know? And I bet the school is going to hire someone who's going to charge extra, too. That'd be fun. That's what I would do. I'd be like, guys, this is why you don't have fights in school, okay? You're going to break stuff, you know? I don't care if you guys break each other. <laughs> and I'm glad, you know, and I'm like, it. Uh, that's the problem with being a teacher is, like, when a fight happens, you, you can't technically just sit there and watch. You know, you have to actually do something. That's why... You know, that's that's the fun thing. But they uh, covered up the hole with a it's a poster about general anxiety disorder, which I don't know. I thought that was I thought that was it would be funnier if they put up like a be kind poster to everyone. But like also the poster wasn't big enough to cover the hole. So you can still see a little bit of it like underneath the poster. I would post it, but I feel like it's a little bit too much of uh, I feel like it could be an invasion of privacy. So I'm not entirely sure it's a good idea. So. So yeah, um, but besides me wanting to watch kids fight, <laughs> uh, I'm really, uh, I think kids are making me soft. I, I generally think they do make you soft, and I guess I don't have ch my own children, so I would not be able to tell you, but uh, I can't tell you kids make you soft. Like, you know, like the, some big tough guy, you know, who's like, like just hard for some reason, like, I mean, like a little similar to Wolverine, you know, uh, you know, they always have, like, some niece or nephew they care about, you know? And, uh, yeah, the kids do make you soft. That's me at school now. Like, when kids are, at uh, yeah, at school, it's like, uh, now you're, you know, I like to watch videos, like, you know, on TikTok and, other, and, like, YouTube and stuff of just, like, people out of their minds, you know? Uh, even, like, even some special needs people, you know, it used to be fun to watch them just say the most silly shit or like be very random on TikTok, you know. Now it's like there, there's kids like that I see and don't want bad things to happen to, you know, because, you know, when you put your because like 
when you put yourself out there, you know, like you're going to get hate, you know, that's just, that's just how the world works. You know, there's a lot of haters out there who need to focus their hatred on, uh, more productive things. But, uh, yeah, you know, you feel bad for them. And then like, I saw like, there's like this video, there's one chick, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to bang 365 guys in one year. And now, I used to be, I'm like kind of interested. I'm like, I'm curious. And now I'm just like, that's kind of sad. I, I, it's, I've, I have a strong feeling it's a bit, but I don't know. That makes me sad. And I've like read stories of like women who've gone like airtight, which means, uh, all three holes. If, if you want to know the, you know, the, the three, the three holes, if you, if you don't know what those are, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure what to tell you. And it's just like, you, you meet a lot of ladies like that. I'm like, just makes you feel bad because you know it's just like that's someone's daughter out there <laughs> that's someone's daughter uh i mean a lot of those chicks out there you know like when they're doing porn you know it's one thing like they're being paid for it you know i, f- I don't feel as bad you know and also like they know what they're you know for the most part they know what they're doing and stuff like that you know you know there's there's holes in that logic but you know what i'm saying but uh yeah you know here's just like a lot of them aren't ladies too like you know they're women but they're not like ladies you know she, she's a lady, and ladies shouldn't be messed with, you know? Like, I don't know what I'm saying, you know? But, like, then there's some nice girls, too, you know? You just feel bad, and you're like, I don't want anyone hurting you. Yeah, like I said, kids make you soft. Uh, don't go airtight unless you are an actual sex worker, too. I, I mean, you know, doesn't it feel sad when you're just like, don't you feel like women don't, you know, like, I feel like, a majority of women don't like anal already, you know? So it's like, it's just weird. It's just like, like, I feel like I can, like, two guys, you know, like, and it's like the guys are weird for doing that. But when you're, like, three, you're like, ugh, you know? It's kind of sad. Um, but what's not sad is my, actually, my music is pretty fucking sad. Uh, Congratulations. Um, but yeah, you can go check out my music. It's going to be under Sweezy, uh, wherever you stream music at. I don't have to tell you where you stream music at. I'll, I'll be there. Um, you know, I have social media to you at the Sweezy. Uh, great ways, uh, to check out what I'm doing, what I'm up to and all the cool shit you can see me do, uh, for the entire existence of humanity. So, uh, that's cool. Uh, we do have Patreon, we have Cash App, we have PayPal, all great ways to financially support us and what we do. Uh, that's like my music and then my other stuff as well. Uh, music podcasting, uh, all that shit. So it, it greatly supports me. What is going on with my hair? It's just like, there we go. Uh, yeah, it's like social media. Great ways to just see what I'm up to and follow me and see all my cool shit. Uh, but make sure you, yeah, you can donate too. Those always help. And, uh, I lost track. And then, uh, make sure you do all the free shit you can do. Make sure if you are listening, make sure you go check out our YouTube page as well. Uh, we do post highlights, shorts, reels, whatever you want to call those, uh, and stuff like that all the time over there. So it's always cool to go check that out, you know, in case you miss something for the show or you want to share it with your friend, because that'd be the cool thing to do, uh, share with your friends. Uh, but if you're on an audio platform, leave a review and give us a star rating. But also, if you use Apple Podcasts, I do want to say they have made an update to things with the new OS, you know? And uh, basically, from what I gathered and learned from it, is basically after 
you know, like after like 15 days, they remove your podcast from like your feed. And if this is Apple podcast, so, um, always make sure you're checking to, I don't know, you know, like over there, because, you know, I don't, I understand that, uh, people listen to a lot of things and, and podcasts and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's like, it may take over 15 days for you to, you know, get caught up on the show too. So make sure you, you know, Make sure to check that out if you're on Apple Podcasts. I wanted to make you guys aware of that for all the Apple Podcast listeners. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, besides that, that's all I have to say there. So uh, Let's go full throttle. With that being said, let's jump into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking. It's just last week's news right now. What happened last week? What can we talk about? What, what can we do about it? <laughs> I guess, you know? Uh, so, yeah. Um, let's just jump into it. Time to go into the Roy's report. Some of you know what's about to come. Uh, Mike Bickle contacted accuser for advice about video defending himself in prophetic history. All right, here we go. Facing multiple allegations of clergy sexual abuse, the International House of Prayer Kansas City founder Mike Bickle planned to publish a video last month defending himself in IHOPKC's so-called prophetic history. But before publishing, he reportedly sent a script of the video to Tammy Woods, a woman who days later would go public with her story of how Bickle allegedly sexually abused her beginning when she was 14 years old. We did talk about that letter last week, if you don't want to, if you want to know. Watch that video with, like, Mike Bickle, please watch. That's a thumbnail. Um, Woods told the Roy's report that Bickle sent her the script on January 31st. She responded in text, I do not think this will serve your end goal or improve your public opinion poll. It feels like you are missing the forest for the trees. It's charged out there, and I don't think this is what anyone wants to hear from anyone with the last name Bickle. Woods said Bickle texted back, thanking her and saying, thanking her and saying she had saved him from making a mistake. Five days later, on February 5th, Woods told her story to the Kansas City Star. On February 6th, Woods said Bickle texted her and again in a call me hand emoji, which she said meant he was free for a call. Bickle reportedly continued just giving an update, no big urgency. Things are quiet for now. So grateful uh, for seven, sick for 17. Woods said 17 was code for Proverbs 17, 17, which says a friend loves at all times. The next day, the star published Wood's story. Wood said she then sent Bickle a final text and permanently blocked him. Bickle never released the video. He told he also did not respond to the Roy's report's request for comment. However, on February 14th, Wood said she sent screenshots of Bickle's video script to her sister, who then released the script to former IHOPKC staffer Ben Anderson. Anderson then posted the script on social media, prompting virulent backlash. Some expressed disbelief that Bickle would send the script to an alleged victim. What in the world, one person on X? I wonder if he had to write this again after Tammy Woods' testimony. Would he still write like this? Others, including Anderson, took aim at Bickle for focusing on defending himself in I Have Casey's prophetic history rather than on the pain he caused alleged victims. He makes it clear why he made his statement because of the pain and burden the my family endures, not to express any kind of sorrow for his actions or the pain he has directly caused to countless people, Anderson wrote. And where does this pain come from, the criticism of the prophetic history. It's clear that there's nothing he's more obsessed with than upholding the veracity of his narrative. Uh, in the script, Bickle expresses dismay that some are calling into question the prophetic history he taught. 
According to, the history, to this history, IFKC was founded on a series of prophecies starting in 1982 with a prophecy that God would use Bickle to change the understanding expression of Christianity in one generation. In 1983, Bob Jones reportedly told Bickle that God would use Bickle to lead young adults in a movement to pray for Israel. A couple months later, Bickle said God told him to start 24-7 prayer in the spirit of the Tabernacle of David. Via the hardness of heart to totally fabricate such a horrible and evil statement as this and repeat it often, then it would lead to believe that I made up the testimonies in our prophetic history. Bickle says in the script, this would be horrific prophetic manipulation. But Bickle asserts, our prophetic history is a true God story. It is a true corporate story that is for the benefit of our children and grandchildren. In the script, Bickle's wife Diane agrees saying, yes, this is a powerful generational story. Bickle adds that he's making a statement now because of the pain and burden that my family endures in continually having to answer the questions to their friends. Did Mike really say that God told him? He adds, I am pained by the intense pressures that my total silence specifically on this issue has caused our natural family and our spiritual family. This false narrative is an assault against our prophetic history that causes much pain and turmoil in our staff by forcing them to answer for it to their family, friends, and supporters. Boldface in original script, it has resulted in significant loss of income to some, and thus it has greatly affected their personal lives. This is not okay with me. Red print in original script. Okay. All right. So, Mike, Mike Bickle, I hope you're watching this video. I hope last week's video got your attention. I'm here to tell you, you're not sorry for what you did. You're trying to continue being a scam artist. That is what you are trying to do. You are trying to be a scam artist. You're trying to be a scam artist, and when being a scam artist, you know, you're going to get your money, you're going to get your power, and that's going to make you continue to do this stuff. You're not sorry for what you did. You don't feel bad about what you did. That's the problem people have. You do bad things, and then you're not sorry for them. If that's the case with you, you are evil my friend, you are a bad person. Like, I don't have to, I shouldn't have to explain to you what it means to be a bad person. And if your defense to Mike's prophecies and all his other bullshit is, well, you know, all the prophets in the Bible weren't good people. Like, yeah, they weren't. And most of them were wrong. You only get to hear the ones that were right. You don't get to hear the, all the prophecies that were wrong because, uh, humans made the Bible. It wasn't like written. You think everyone thinks like God possessed someone's body and like wrote all this shit down and then left his body. And like, I guess that there we go. I have a story. Like, you know, most, most things require a little bit more. And especially we're not translate. We're already not translating English Bibles correctly. And I, God, God knows how bad other translations of Bibles are. Uh, when the fact that things were just translated just completely wrong. And, you know, you know, at least when someone, like, tries to prove their point with, you know, sermons, like, it was kind of a meme where it's just like, the Greek, you know, in, in Greek, this word means, the word means, you know, in the original Greek, and then they, you try to explain your answer from there. And, and you know, and in a lot of cases, I think, with the Bible, I think that is perfectly good. But there's a lot of things that, like, a lot of humans were like, I'm going to I'm going to change some things here, you know, and to better serve my need. Like hell wasn't really didn't really wasn't really a thing until people realized that you could scare people into like hell and if you don't accept Jesus, you can do that. That gets them into the church, that gets them donating money. That puts money in your pockets. That's, you know, 
That's how it is. It churches are typically made by people who are like narcissist, evil people who want to scam and hurt people, uh, and they like to take advantage of people. You know, with just it's just a lot of like probably mental health problems from trauma and stuff like that. I mean, that's probably why I stuck with Christianity for as long as I did because I'm like, yeah, I may be depressed and anxious, but I have God, and so He will always help me through this. I'm like. No, you you need to take medicine and also see a therapist. That's, you know, that's how you figure out problems. Not like using the Bible to help with your mental health problems is basically just uh, ignoring the problem. And, you know, you can only ignore a problem for so long. I've been in there many times. You can only avoid a problem for so long and stuff like that. So um, do you think Mike Bickle is an actual prophet? No, he is not a prophet. You they need to remove that narrative. You know, if the story was, you know, I was, you know, I was on a trip to Egypt and, you know, I was inspired on that trip to create a 24-7 prayer room, you know, like the tabernacle, it wasn't like the David's temple or yeah, the tabernacle of David. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I want to do that. Like that's a real passion. You know, I feel like it's a great way to minister and get people to the Lord and stuff like that, trademark. Uh, but you said like, oh, God, gave me this prophecy. And then the reason why I know you're making up shit with your prophecy is because you used the prophecy to try to get forced women to sleep with you. Like, that's how I know you're making this shit up. You're making this shit up to take advantage of people. That is what you're doing. And like I said, I think, you you know, I know a lot of people believe in God and stuff like that. I'm a little on the agnostic side. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a full agnostic. I just probably lean a little bit that way. Uh, this is just scam artist stuff. And this is stuff that is made to scam you. And so believing people like this doesn't help your case. Like doesn't make me want to believe in your God anymore when half of your community is scam artists and horrible people, you know? I'm like, well, no Christian is perfect. I'm like, yeah, but you know, Christians also should know to not sexually assault people. My opinion Definitely my opinion, but, uh, you know, yeah, Mike, uh, this was, this is just more proof of how bad of a person you are. And until you actually are sorry for this, I'm, I mean, I think, you know, I think you should probably go to prison for what you're doing. Uh, definitely not be in ministry. And I think it's, it would be good. And I feel like it's a good thing to say to anyone who's a Christian out there to not follow people like Mike Bickle, anyone who's making up prophecies, who's making up shit. Like, you know, if you want to go with like some historical data, because I think you should interpret the Bible as, you know, like stories in some history with, you know, lessons and lessons involved in it. And, you know, you learn from the lessons, like, like the, what's it, the, pro, not the prodigal son, what's the one, the Good Samaritan story where, you know, just, you see someone hurting, even though they're technically your enemy, you should, you should help people because that's the right thing to do, you know? And that's why I think where the Bible is valuable and, you know, you know, should still be studied and stuff like that because, you know, there's a lot of good, a lot of good stories in there. And uh, that's how you should think about it, not this dude. All right, next one we got here is from Premier Christian News. More evangelical shit for you. 
Hillsong founder Brian Houston says X account was hacked after ladies and girls kissing post. On Friday at 4.02 a.m., GMT, I think that's a time zone. (coughs) Houston reposted a statement posted on X by one of his assistants, which told people to ignore any posts from him that seem unusual. The statement read... Hello, everyone. Thank you for your concern. P.S. Pastor P.S. I think that's Pastor Brian's assistant here. Rest assured, we are working on discovering how Pastor Brian was hacked. Our team has asserted that someone has logged into his account from a location in the USA. We've changed his password, so here's hoping they no longer have access. Please disregard anything that seems out of the normal for your safety. Remember, Pastor Brian does not contact anyone privately. Thank you. Houston, who resigned from Hillsong in 2021, has in his past been accused of inappropriate behavior towards two women, which the church apologized for in 2002. In the first instance, Houston was accused of sending inappropriate text messages, which led to the woman who received them resigning. The second incident saw Houston enter the hotel room of a woman during the church's annual conference in 2019, but Hillsong's investigation was not able to confirm exactly what happened. Meanwhile, last April, Houston was fined and sentenced to three years probation for driving under the influence of alcohol while in the U.S. In August 2023, Houston was acquitted for failing not to report historical abuse allegations against his father. An Australian court ruled that he had reasonable excuse under the law not to disclose the information. Last December, Houston announced he will be starting a new online ministry and church. So, uh, he's not gone, guys. Brian, if you're if you know anything about Hillsong, uh, Brian Houston is the worst person alive. He might. He, he's he's only less worse than Mike Bickle, only because he his sexual abuse at the moment is only two. I feel like more would I feel like if you're another woman who Brian Houston has been weird with, feel free to speak up. You can contact Cancel Sweezy. If we need to, we will we can hide your ID, but we might have like a blacked out video or some short some shit like that you know or or whatever i'd I'd be more than happy to talk to you you know get some information let you let you do your shit uh but but yeah so brian houston is pretty pretty big of a hypocrite you know he 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 was in charge of removing carl lentz from his job where he was like moral failings i think was what he said and yeah you know i feel like uh, your big celebrity uh, pastor, you know, being caught cheating on his wife isn't always good, especially when he has two kids, too. It's not good. Uh, but if you watch the Hillsong documentary on, uh, I think, the the Hulu one, there's one on, like, Discovery. It's probably on HBO now. Uh, that was more, that talked more about what Carl Lentz did and, you know, give you a little tease of what Brian Houston is up to. And then the Hulu one talks more about Brian Houston and Carl Lentz was on there and he, you know, he spilled some tea and I generally think like he's working like a marketing job now. I feel like he, he's generally trying to do better, you know, I mean, at least it seems like a, you know, so like, you know, good for him, at least for the most part, like he's trying to do better with his wife and kids, you know, at least, you know, like we probably don't agree on a lot of things, but at the same time, I'm glad he's like realized he did something wrong and is trying to do better, you know? I wish, you know, if more Christians were like that, you know, for the most part, I think you guys wouldn't get so much shit, you know, just just saying. But Brian Houston, I feel like, doesn't have any redeeming qualities to him, like Carl Dick V. Lentz. Uh, he, 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 he's known to be very abusive, like yelling at people. Like, if you listen to his voice, like his voice sounds weird, 
And I'm making a guess from my knowledge on singing that uh, he has he screams so much that he's damaged his vocal cords, and that's why he talks like that, and that's why his voice is kind of insufferable. How he's a pastor, which is basically TED Talks about Jesus, I don't know, but that's the thing. So, like, Brian Houston has a history of being bad, and, like, he's definitely the biggest hypocrite out of all of them because he's worse than, you know— because he hacks like he acted like Carl Lentz was like the worst thing that ever happened to Hillsong, and like you're the worst thing. Actually, your dad's probably the his dad's like a huge ass pedophile, abused tons of boys and shit like that. And yeah, he covered it up. He knew about it. He covered it up. You know, which I don't know. It's like also also that one's a little weird because I'm like, you shouldn't expect a son to rat out their dad. You know, it it's just it's hard to do, and I don't know. It feels like there's like a there's a little bit of questioning you have to do there if that's really, you know, if that's the problem. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, let's get into the main part of this. Uh, so he tweeted, <laughs> so just the most boomer shit I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, dude. <laughs> just he, <laughs> just instead of going to the hub or like an actual website or even a Google search, uh, Brian Houston, he went to Twitter. I'm still, I'm still calling it Twitter. I'm not going to fucking call it that. He, he went there, went to like post, like the post, he clicked on the post button and then he typed in, uh, <laughs> the fuck did he do? He was like girls and girls kissing or some shit like that. What was it? What was it? What? Tell me, what did he write? What did he write? Um, what did he write? <laughs> Why am I not missing? Why am I missing? I was this was like girls and ladies and girls kissing. It was the title of one of my ladies and girls kissing into the Twitter post thing. Like how how like I'm assuming he was probably like he has a history of drinking. So I'm assuming he was drinking and wanted to jack off. Which I, I don't like. I don't like drunks. Drunk sex is overrated, guys. I mean, for girls, it's different. But guys, I'm like, now I have to, like, worry about getting it up and shit like that. And I'm like, I'm, like, dizzy and shit, you know? Uh, it was crazy. But I'm like, also, I'm, I'm questioning the content of porn he's looking at. One, I guarantee he hates, he's said a lot of shit about gay people. So the fact he's looking at uh, lady porn is a bit alarming. And also, like, I always, like, kids look at lesbians first. Like, I looking at, I don't know, dude, I don't like lesbian porn. It's just, like, it's, like, scissoring. And I don't even know if scissoring's a real thing, you know? I guess it is. But, you know, ask a lesbian how they have sex, and they're not going to tell you. I don't know. That's, like, the secret society I'm interested in, <laughs> lesbians. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, like, he, that's what, like, kids look up, because they're like, I don't want to look at a dick. And then eventually you get over it, and then you, you don't mind it, because then you pretend it's you. That's how you. That's how porn works. You, you pretend the guy is you. You're not looking at it for the guy. Like I like looking at that big dick. No, I'm looking at. I'm pretending it's me. She's like, are you looking at lesbian porn, dude? How are you? Twelve, dude? Is this your first time? This isn't your first time jacking off. I can tell uh, from uh, at least two people know. And then I have to assume Bobby. Bobby, your wife Bobby. She knows about this shit too. So you know, just uh, more proof that uh, you should get out of. If get out of Christianity, you can still believe what some of that they believe. I'm just telling you, get out of churches. Don't listen to 
pastors and shit like that. Just start making up your own mind on shit. Don't be listening to some some sexual predators' opinions and on on Jesus. That's not the guy I want to learn this shit from. <laughs> you know, uh, pastors and their narcissism. You you can't live with them. You want to live without them. All right, here we go. Uh, last article we got here from American Songwriter. How Usher plans to turn a measly $671 Super Bowl paycheck into a whopping $100 million. While hoping to rewrite history, the San Francisco 49ers once again found themselves on the losing end of the Super Bowl thanks to the Kansas City Chiefs. Although the matchup needed overtime to decide a winner, the Chiefs continued their dominance over the NFL. Besides the thrilling end over another NFL season, Usher dazzled during the Super Bowl halftime show, taking viewers on a trip to the past. And while many praised the singer for his performance, it appears he was paid a little less than $700 for his appearance. But don't worry, as the real money comes later. With Usher holding Holding numerous hits throughout his 30 years in the music industry, some might believe the artist would receive a massive paycheck, but that doesn't seem to be the case after reports reveal how much he is expected to get paid. While not breaking the bank anytime soon, the singer is currently worth an impressive $180 million. Still, with the amount of the time and energy he put into his performance, $671 seems low. At the time that Usher took the field, over 123 million people tuned in to watch the Super Bowl. With that many eyes watching, the NFL believe that exposure is more important than money, as reported speculated that Usher is looking to make over $100 million on the back end due to an increase in ticket sales and endorsement. Discussing how much Usher made, fans expressed their opinions with one user writing, the Super Bowl doesn't pay the artists that perform. I thought everyone knew that the game reaches a global audience and the artists that petitions to do the game are usually about to drop an album or do a tour. Check the last 10 Super Bowls. All the artists did just that. That is exactly what Usher did while taking the field at the Super Bowl. The singer also released his new album, Coming Home, and Usher doesn't appear at that upset about his paycheck as he considered the opportunity in honor of a lifetime that had always been a bucket list item for him. With his performance gaining high praise and a new album, Usher took to expand that net worth by a few zeros. So, yeah, um, stuff I want to, all the things I want to say is, like, obviously, as a musician, I would never give someone the advice, you know, you know, make sure you know your worth and know what you need to play for. But also, in, like, don't pay to play, you know, obviously, I always tell people, like, that's how... That's how you get, that's basically how to get scammed as a performer is doing anything pay to play. But there is the occasional instances that either pay to play or, you know, not taking a lot of money is a good thing. Where is like, if I'm playing a local gig, that's like, uh, like a fundraiser for like, uh, I did one for, uh, what was it? The wounded soldier project, something similar to that. I'm probably, it's probably wrong, but, uh, but uh, I played like that, and, like, you know, when you do stuff like that, and especially when you don't have to really travel much, you know, like, uh, I'm not, I'm pretty okay with, like, breaking even or even making a little bit less than I would want to, because, you know, you're doing a, it's a charity event, you know, and so, you know, be a good guy. Uh, like, so stuff like that, you know, that's good. Um, you know, sometimes, like, there's an actual good artist you want to, like, tour with or whatever, and they don't think you're going to make the ticket sales, but you do have the money to, like, you know, make it up. So sometimes it's okay, you know, if it's actually for exposure. People try to, like, um, can't pay you much, but it's great exposure. And I'm like, one, exposure doesn't pay your bills, okay? But also, like, but then, the, but this situ situation is similar to this. It's like, 
it, it actually is good. Sometimes you can pay for good exposure, but like few and far between. That's the real problem. So like, yeah, I do think Usher should be paid a little bit more than that, but at the same time, like, there's a little bit to like, who are you watching the Super Bowl for the halftime show? You know, most people watch the Super Bowl for like commercials and, you know, a party, you know, it's fun. And some people are just like really into watching men touch each other. And, you know, it's that. And like, I don't think people are necessarily watching the Super Bowl for the halftime show. Everyone, I feel like every year, it's probably being around too many Christians, but like everyone always, every year everyone's like, the Super the halftime show sucked. Like everyone. I'm like, I don't think you like music. And they have been, had like black pe- black artists do it. And like they've, kind of been promoting black music, you know, the Super Bowl, probably maybe a little pandering, but like, they're also good artists. So like, you can't really complain. Like they're qualified, you know, like even though they did pick black people to do the halftime show because they're trying to be woke, you know, I mean, but at least you know, you hired good people, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Like if I got paid $671 for a show, like usually I like to think about it. Like, Pretend you're like an hourly worker for those of you who are salary, but pretend you're hourly. How much do you make in like your eight hour shift? You know? And for me, my idea is like, I want to, I need to make that much. You know, when you have a good job, you know, like a good job, you know, I like, I'd like to make that. It's usually a little under, but you know, things happen. And so, but like $671 for me, that's usually what the whole band gets paid, you know, like $700 for like four people, you know, and then you split it, you know, usually. And I don't think Usher had to split that with the rest of the band or like SZA and, uh, everyone else playing. SZA was there, right? It wasn't, I get SZA and her mixed up. Was it her? I think it might've been her. My bad. My bad gang. I get those two mixed up. I know one plays guitar and the other one does not play guitar. So, her plays guitar, so I think it was her. Because I remember Fender posted, they made a custom guitar for her, and uh, it wasn't even plugged in. You know, she was having, you know, half of it's like faked at the Super Bowl Eve too, so it's not even like a good, good show for the most part. So I understand that, but you know, if you own a bar and you have bands come in, pay them a good amount, pay them a, pay them a fair amount. That's all we're asking, or else you're gonna get. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements, it's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level, or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, 
lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your nearest or your, your nearest retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, feel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today, form your app store, and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. Uh, today we're going to do a new thing. I wanted to try this out, see if it was fun. I wanted to see if something was fun, so I want to try this out. I found a random topic generator on the internet, uh, trademark, and, uh, and so I was like, huh, I wonder if I can just, like, generate ten one-word topics and then talk about it and see if I can be entertaining. So that was my challenge for this. I wanted to try it out, uh, and see what was, uh, how, how this works. So, uh, I have 10 topics here and I'm go, I have not seen them. So I'm here right now looking at them for the first time and I'm just gonna go over them, see what's good, see what, see what's funny and see what's not funny. See, see if there's going to be a funny TikTok in this. We'll, we'll see. So let's start into it. Let's look at here. Random topic generator. I got 10 of them. First one, agriculture. Agriculture is pretty important, I would say, in the world. I mean, like. It's food. It's making food, right? Am I right when I say that's agriculture and make or plants and like making plants to eat and consume or whatever? I don't know, right? I, don't, I think that's right. But uh, yeah, no, it's important. And uh, yeah, I remember when there was like farm. Like apparently, remember they had to do like a whole like think a farmer campaign, be like, you know, God doesn't actually make this food. Uh, people make this food. And so thank the farmers. That's what I do. Usually I do counter prayers where I, if I know 
people are going to pray over the food I'm making or, or anything similar to that, I will do a counter prayer. And what the counter prayer will do is instead of having it all directed to God, thanking God, what you do, it, it what happens is when you do that, it helps a farmer and all the people involved with getting that food, you know, packaged and to your to you and in stores, you know, those are the people. So I do that. And if some of you are probably thinking, uh, counter prayers aren't a real thing, but also real prayers aren't a real thing. You're you're speaking to probably nothing, you know. That's that's how prayer works. You're like words like close your eyes, say words to your sky daddy. I'm like, okay, this is really fucking weird. And I remember, and it's funny now. I realize as an adult, like I remember being in a lot of church camp type of situations, and there would always be that one fucking guy who would take like ten to twenty minutes to pray out loud with everyone. We're all holding hands in a circle, and it's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. Get on with it. You know, I was just like, what are you trying to You're just trying to prove you're more godly than all of us? I'm like, sure, go go for it, buddy. Um, but agriculture, no. I think food is important. And, uh, like, we all eat. So it's like, it's not going to be a business that, like, is going to go away. Like, worst case scenario, they, they figure out how to make robots to do all that shit. You know, that's like, and then, and then, you know, if we have robots picking cotton, like, I, are we just going to make racism 2.0? Or is like, if you're a robot... I hate you. Please die. Sending you hate all the way from where I am in the world. Uh, yeah, that's agriculture for you. Uh, if you don't, if, if that's that's pretty much a life lesson on agriculture. Uh, we all eat food. We all eat food, so we all need uh, people in the agriculture business. Uh, so keep doing what you're doing. I support you because I eat and stuff like that. Not all of you, though. Some of you are assholes. <laughs> that are unrelated to your job. So you guys are out. So I don't, I don't, you guys don't get counted. If you're an asshole and you work in agriculture, you're not in this. Every People who are nice in agriculture, you get to, this is for you. Keep up the good work. I haven't died yet. And so therefore no one has poisoned me. And I feel like you're the, you're a good step to take there. Ag people. Number two, wood. Um, the biggest thing I know, I mean, we're not going to talk about dicks. I'm not going to fucking talk about wieners, folks. It's not that kind of show. Well, I'll talk to you about wieners some other time. Uh, talk about someone's wieners, big old fat dick. Um, when I would, I know in like guitar world, I want to talk about that. I know there's always, there's been a lot of big debates going on recently. Now that we all are on the internet, uh, it, it is different because I there's one kid in the high school like I know his dad and his dad plays guitar and before like you could buy all music gear online you know back before like places on the internet really had a good online store this is probably like Amazon when they still sold books only books you know like you know we don't you know now that more knowledge is it all the cool gear we all know about and like I was talking to my kid about them like your dad always had the coolest gear like before the internet and I remember he bought a he bought a guitar off eBay. I'm like, you can buy a guitar off eBay, you know? It's just like, I don't know why that was like, <laughs> like blew my mind. Now I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah, of course you can buy a guitar on eBay. <laughs> you know, it's just, everyone just has an online store for their business and, you know, sell shit out of it or sell used items, you know? You know, uh... I was told. That, that's the information I was told. Uh, but yeah, in guitar world, there's been a big debate on tone woods. Like, certain woods will give you a better guitar tone. 
And um, the debate, in my opinion on the debate is, like, yes, good tone wood does make a difference. We're talking about electric guitars. Acoustic guitars, yeah, they need good tone wood because the whole sound of an acoustic guitar is wood vibrating inside a cavity and projecting sound. So, like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense for that. But electric guitars are different. Uh, on According to science, yes, it does make a difference. However, with since it's electric guitars and they're all, like, solid bodies and you're mainly hearing a pickup more than, like, the wood of the guitar itself. So, for the most part, it doesn't matter. However, I have thought of a new thing in regards to guitar tone wood, and that is the fact that I feel like guitars that are old, electric guitars that are older, like say, here's a Les Paul from 1970-something, or this is a, a Fender Stratocaster from 1962, you know, like stuff like that, and that's been well-maintained and stuff. Those do, I do think those make a guitar sound different just because I think the wood has aged enough that it starts to sound good. And that's one nice thing about acoustic guitars is, as long as you maintain and take care of it, like, it sounds good. Like, I have an old, like, Alvarez, and I think it's, like, a beginner guitar. And it always sounded okay, but, I, you know, I figured out I replaced finally replaced the tuners on it, and it actually is really good. But, like, it's a pretty cheap guitar. Like, it didn't have a pickup when you bought it. And now I think it sounds really good because I think it's been around for, like, at least over two decades. So that's something that's really cool to think about. But, uh, yeah, for the most part... I would say don't buy a guitar, like don't spend the extra money on a guitar because it has a special tone wood, electric guitar that has a special tone wood that you think is going to make you sound better. And like, it's, you're not going to really notice a difference, you know? There's like debates right now about pickups, like, and I know if you watch Spectre Sound Media or Spectre Sound Studios, Glenn Fricker on YouTube, he, he produces a lot of metal and like, he's been on a campaign where it's like, there's good pickups and bad pickups, and it doesn't take a lot to have a good pickup. And, you know, you should worry more about your amp and, like, the settings you put into it. And I agree with that. And he does a lot of high gain, more high gain stuff. I am not fully all high gain stuff, you know? So I think a little bit differently about pickups, but overall, I think it's a good debate and stuff like that. So uh, for everyone who is not a guitar player and not a musician, that just bored the living shit out of you. So. Yeah. Uh, number three, farmer's markets. Um, I feel like the ones near me are way too early, too, way too fucking early in the morning, dude. I'm like, it's Saturday. I'm not going to wake up at 6 a.m. to buy honey or some shit uh, for the most part. So, and that's no, no one at the farmer's markets, you know, well, not anyone who's like a vendor at a farmer's market. Like it's not, it's not their fault for that. They, they're just, you know, making, they're just doing what's best for their business. And, you know, I agree with them. Uh, I thought, didn't Nashville had one that was open like all day on like Saturdays and shit like that. I remember always driving by and never going in the building. It was like, it looked super cool. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, buying local is always really good, especially, yeah, I always support buying local, when you can buy local, you know, like I preferred, I would prefer to buy a guitar, I mean, unless it's like used from a guy, like I'd prefer to buy it in a store versus like ordering it online. Now I did buy an acoustic online, but it was from a music store, so I felt okay. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, but um, yeah, I always, I always suggest buying local, you know, especially Especially, and that stuff's gonna be a lot better than like the shit you buy at Walmart and stuff like that. I'm not a big, I don't really like tomatoes, and so my mom tells me that like, yeah, the ones they sell at Walmart suck. But like, if like you buy them fresh from some guy off the side of the road, they're good. I'll take her word for it. Um, 
But also, didn't isn't like corporate corporations trying to get in on the farmers markets shit and like ruining it for everyone? Like I said, I don't go to farmers markets because they are way too early in the morning. But uh, yeah, I was I thought I heard something about that, something like how farmers markets are being. I, I don't know some article about the death of farmers markets or some shit. You know, uh, I think my generation probably likes farmers market. And I know a lot of people. Uh, who do that? Too bad you can't sell. Well, you can sell weed at farmers markets, but like legally sell weed. Like that'd be a good place to get it and stuff like that. But uh, no, I'm always down for farmers market. I think I at the new coffee shop in town started off like selling at the farmers markets and then eventually now have a place. So that's rad, you know. Always support your local businesses, folks. Uh, when you can, you know. Obviously, you know, like some people live in smaller areas and like, yeah, I can't really. You know, I have to buy this online because, you know, there's no one around me that sells it. So, you know, stuff like that. Stuff similar to that. You know, that's my farmer's markets. Number four, football. Like I said, I didn't see these before or else I would not have put this one in. Uh, Football is boring as hell. And, you know... I, I don't care if you like it. I'm speaking. I'm, not, I'm speaking for me. Uh, I think it's super boring. Uh, it's like most of like the good stuff that happens in football, you can wait to the next day and just watch that. You know, I just you know I just want to know the score and the you know at the end of it, I'm like you just want to know the score. I don't want to watch, dude. It's so fucking slow. I did, however, have an idea, and this idea will make football ten times better and more entertaining. And I feel like we could all agree. This would be a lot of fun. We put a kangaroo, a very strong kangaroo. We just they just let it out onto the field, and uh, yep, they just let it out on the field and uh, let it do its thing. And so then you have to play the football game regularly with a a kangaroo that is up for fighting. And for the football players, they can't actually kill the kangaroo. That's that's a, that's going to be a rule. That'd be horrible. <laughs> a bunch of fucking grown dudes at peak physical strength murdering an animal. That would be horrible. But they can be on the defensive with the kangaroo, but they can't be offensive with the kangaroo. It's like they can protect themselves from the kangaroo, but they can't. They're wearing like shoulder pads and helmets. I, they're they're going to be fine. You know, I don't think a kangaroo. I'm going to doubt if a human can't do that. I feel like a kangaroo can't either. You know, but like add in the kangaroo, both put some excitement to the game. And the kangaroo also doesn't have to follow any rules. We're not going to be like you have to line up with the rest of the boys. There, the can- add in the kangaroo on the field. You know, it's just like running around. Like, is the quarterback going to get sacked? I don't know. Where's the kangaroo at this moment? Maybe the kangaroo is feeling chill today. Maybe it's really aggressive, you know? Like, interesting factors like that. Like, and I assume kangaroos are faster than humans, so, like, if for some reason the kangaroo is chasing after you and you have the ball, like, you're going to have to run extra fast to get the ball down to the end zone, you know? And, you know, like, sometimes the kangaroo could be on your side and help the offensive line or, you know, all this stuff. The, The neutral kangaroo in football, is the best thing the sport can do since uh, studying the effects of CTE. I think that's going to be the next... uh, Honestly, I think the kangaroo is more important than CTE. I'm like, they signed up. You know, at the end of the day, they signed up for football. You know, like, you know the day. You know, it's one thing, like, doing... I'm using nicotine to lose weight. And, uh, like, I know the pros and cons 
of what I'm doing. You know, like I understand that. And even understanding the cons and the possible side effects and everything like that, you know, you can still do it, you know, you know, still do it. So, you know, it's like also steroids. Like let's let everyone, everyone gets to use steroids. Like, you know, no one, no one has to not, no one, you know, if everyone gets to, yeah, I don't care. You know, like, you think, like, people who are doing Marvel and DC movies are naturally that jacked? I'm like, they got to put some juice. They got to juice up a little bit. Like, they have to exercise and diet correctly, but they're, they're also juicing. Like, these are actors. Think about your high school and think of all the kids in, in your theater class in high school and think, is that guy, is that guy, does that guy have the body of a professional athlete, like no, like that's why they're juicing, like dude, it's because we want to look at, because we all want to look at big strong men. That's what we want to look at. That's why we all watch superhero movies, big strong men. Uh, number five, the circus. Um, I'm always curious. Like my mom wanted to take my little cousins to like the circus, and I'm like, I don't want to go. I'm like, one, they might be abusing the animals. I know, like a lot of them used to. They used to just fucking be horrible to the animals and shit like that. I'm like, that's, I don't know. I don't think that's cool. Also, they have clowns there. I'm not really interested in hanging out with anyone who's a clown. You know, like, there's some people who are, like, professional clowns and are, like, will say shit, like, to you about that. I'm like, buddy, you're a clown. You're creepy. You know? We, we, we've established that clowns are creepy, and it's like, I'm not even scared of clowns, but at the same time, if I saw someone coming up to me in a clown suit, it, we're going to have a problem. Like, we're going to have a problem. A problem is going to occur when you're dressed up like a clown and you decide that, hey, I'm going to enter this guy's existence. I'm like, stay out of it. Stay out of it. Stay the fuck out. You know, stay the fuck away. Uh, but no, I'm like, if someone's like, you want to go to the circus? I'm like, yeah, I'll go. Like, well, like, not with like little kids or whatever, like a grown adult, like a grown woman's like, I want to go to the circus. I'm like, I'm down, you know, like worst case scenario, I have something to talk about on this podcast. So that's the way it is. Here's something to think about. Uh, number six, criminals. All right. What really is a criminal? You may be asking. Is a criminal... By, you know, by a lot of definitions, you would probably think, like, someone who has broken the law or committed a crime. Therefore, you are a criminal. But, you know, we all commit crimes, you know. I, I You know, we've all sped in the... Like, I guarantee there is no one out there who hasn't driven over the speed limit. I'm not saying you do it a lot or did it a lot or even, like, that long. But everyone's everyone who's driven a car has sped, you know, like... You know, and that's a crime. So are people who speed criminals? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, it, it is weird when you have to start thinking about it. Like, I live in the United States, so a lot of our laws, a lot of them, not all of them, are kind of designed with, like, what morality is and stuff like that and making sure it's illegal to, like, you know, to do a lot of things like that. Like, there's a law, you're not allowed to kill people, you know? Why... Are you not allowed to kill people? Because, one, it's uh, physical danger, putting people in physical danger. Uh, you're taking the life of someone else, and that's not cool. And, uh, yeah, but also, uh, someone who's a war veteran has probably killed a lot of people. But they're not criminals. 
even if they're, you know, at war in a country where even killing someone's illegal, you know? Are they criminals? No, we call them heroes. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad people or anything, you know? You know, you know, it, it's, it's, a good, it's a good question to gauge, like, you know, what we think of as criminals. On, and on paper, it's like someone who's committed a crime, but, and then, like, crimes, you have to think about, like, you know, we, you know, the U.S. now has dumbass abortion laws, and they like to strip rights away from women, and uh, I don't think that's right. I don't think if a woman, like, you know, Sometimes, sometimes a woman, a woman needs to get the abortion, you know, sometimes it's just that. And you know what? You just got to do it quick, you know, before it starts looking too human or, and that gets weird, you know? It's like, there's a, we don't celebrate conception days. We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate when someone gives birth. And so, unless we're going to do that, you know, and it's a weird thing. And like, I think I read in like some, one state, maybe Florida, that like frozen embryos or something similar to that, like is considered a person, so, like, you could free, so, like, technically, you could freeze a bunch of embryo, embryos, claim them as dependents, and then get, you know, some tax money coming back to you, because you're like, oh, I have these dependents because they're my children, yet they're, like, frozen in a freezer somewhere, you know? <laughs> like, weird things, like, somehow, that's not illegal? That doesn't make you a criminal? Fun things to think about, like, you have to think about what is actually a crime? What should be a crime and what shouldn't be a crime? And like, then you think about like who does who do these rules actually occur to? Like, I just watched Echo and like you think Kingpin killing every interpreter he he hires because they may know secrets is a good thing? You know, like obviously that's wrong and illegal, illegal, and that could you could consider that a crime. But at the same time, police aren't going to come and arrest Kingpin. You know. That's how it is. So think about criminals. Um, number seven, Disney movies. Uh, I always hate, like, because I do enjoy Disney content, and that it's very, you got to navigate conversations very easily because I don't want them thinking I'm a Disney adult. Um, would I mind having a, like, a, a summer pass or whatever to, like, Disney World and assuming I or Disneyland, assuming I lived in those areas, you know, like, yeah, I would love it, you know, uh, and then if you have kids, you know, it's more fun too, but people like just go to Disney world, have a good time and shut the fuck up. You know, it, it is how it is. Like, like, I mean, I guess if you go into like a Disney adult, like thread, like, or a Facebook group or like a Reddit subreddit or whatever, like, yeah, you're going to meet the Disney adults. Like these are fanatics of this thing, obviously, but like, then there's a point you got to like, like, I really like music, and I don't expect everyone to really like music. So I, have to, I had to learn to like that, and I had to work. So, But, yeah, I feel like Disney movies. Like, I feel like Disney is more for, like, the properties they bought, like Star Wars and Marvel, uh, Fox. You know, I feel like them. Because, like, actual, like, actual Disney content has been a little slippery. I guess Moana is going to bring them back. They don't make, like, 2D animation anymore, which is kind of upsetting. You know, everything's always, like, 3D animated. You know, like, only thing that you really find that's, like, animated, like, like that way is, like, actual anime. I think there's some stuff coming back, but, like, it's not taken as seriously as, like, 3D animation, which is, I don't know. It, I, you know, just, maybe that's just old man just complaining about the world changing, you know? It's probably, you know, that's the, that's probably what I am, <laughs> you know? Can't be, uh, complaining too much, so... Number eight, we have camels. 
I don't have many opinions on camels. They, they do their job. It's cool. They, they're cool for the desert. You can ride them around. They don't need water or much, you know. Great for the desert. You know, you don't have to share your fucking water with, like, a horse or some shit, you know. And I feel like camels probably know how to navigate uh, sand better. But also, let's talk about camel toes because I feel like that's more important than actual camels. I have more opinions on camel toes than actual camels. Does anyone actually care about camel toes? Like, I guess, you know, it's like the pants or whatever. You know, like, pants get that way. You know, guys get wedgies. You know, pants ha- things with pants happen. But, like, is anyone, like, upset when you see one? Like, I know some some people just put it right in your face, which I'm just like, you need to tone that. You need to tone your camel toe back a little bit, dude. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if I see your vagina through your pants, like, the crease in your vagina through your pants. Like, I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> like, it's like seeing a chick's boobs. I'm like, I don't care if your boobs are out. I'm, I actually am I'm more the merrier. Everyone take your boobs out, you know? The, you know, was it a free the nipple campaign? I'm a big supporter. I would love to see every woman's nipples. And I think, I don't know why, I don't know why there's men against it. You know, I'm like, shut up. He's like, I don't want to see a woman's breast. I'm like, you don't, you really don't. You're telling me you don't want to see a woman's breasts. You're like, even the gross ones, you're telling me you don't even want to see those. You, you're telling me you don't want to see those. A titty is a titty. You know, someone's offering to show it to you. The answer is always Yes. The answer is always yes to seeing titties. So why not do that? Can I can I see your can I see your camel toe? <laughs> Three, can I look at it? I'm like mm. <laughs> like that. Uh, number nine books. Um, I feel like my edu- my life in education has like made me not want to read many books that much. Like I I, I I try to read. You know I I don't do it a lot though. You know I'm like I put. I, you know, I, if I'm going to read a book, it's usually coming through an audiobook for the most part, which I guess still counts as a book because someone wrote it down. Now you're just saying it out loud. But, uh, oh yeah, I don't know. I think just like when I was in elementary school, they were like, you better be fucking reading. Reading is the best goddamn thing you like. And if you don't like it, guess what? You're a fucking loser and you deserve to die. That was my education in reading. Like if you want kids to enjoy reading, don't force it down their throats. Like, let them read stuff. Like, if you want to get into reading, you got to, one, find books in, like, a category that you enjoy, you know? It's like, because, like, books vary from, like, fictional stories to textbooks to religious-based uh, fiction and uh, everything in between. So, you know, like, maybe you like fiction. Maybe you want to read someone's autobiography. You got to figure that out. You can't just be like, you got to read this, and if you don't, don't have it all memorized for a test later, you know, you're just like, I don't want to do this. And then people don't do it. That's why people don't read. So if you're complaining about, uh, you know, and I, this is to the teachers out there that I work with. I'm just like, if you're upset that your kids don't like reading, maybe don't shove it down their throat so much, you know? Just a thought, you know? Because that's, that's when no one's going to like it. So, And if you want kids to read, you got to let them read stuff that they want to read, not just whatever you're forcing them to read. Speaking about a certain professor that I actually do now, or a certain uh, teacher at the high school I currently work with who made me read The Scarlet Letter, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I was like, I don't have, I actually like the teacher a lot, but like, I, am, I have a fake beef with him because he made me read The Scarlet Letter. I'm like, I'm still upset about that. 
you know, just that's a good thing to carry over. If you're going to hold grudges, make it like important, like having to read this, whoever made you read the Scarlet Letter. God, I hate that. I hate that book. So, I, I mean, it's a good story, but like reading it, the actual reading process of the book is awful, dude. All right. Last one. Finally, at number 10, giraffes. Um, What's their fucking deal, dude? Like long ass neck. Apparently, like, have you ever tried to watch a giraffe drink water? It does not look fun. Uh, according to people who study giraffes, they get a lot more of their, like, water and, like, or H2O, I don't know, whatever you use it, from, like, leaves on trees and stuff like that, you know? I, that's, I, I think that's right. Well, I'm. it's a podcast. And I have to be right. That's how podcasts work. If I say it, it's right. But, yeah, then you figure that out. Like, you know, like... I don't think, you know, you think being tall is a cool thing, but also I feel like it's also a burden at the same time, you know, being short is also a burden. Like, like you have to be like six foot to like six foot five as a man for you know, good. After that, you're like, you need to calm down, dude. Like you need to figure your shit out. Like there's no way you can be six, seven, like calm down, dude. Six, five is already pretty big. You know, like I'm, I'm being very generous. Like the fact that women need a guy who's six, I'm like, what you want fucking Shrek. I mean, yeah, we all do, but you want Andre the giant, you know, rest in peace. Even though he re was reincarnated into Ariana Grande. He died the same year I was born too. You know, I think I was reincarnated from Gigi Allen, unfortunately. Um, if you don't know who Gigi, Allen, if you're underage and don't know who Gigi Allen is, don't look him up. If you are older than that, feel free to look into him. Uh, punk guy. I have to kind of like him. He's a punk guy. You know, my, the only reason you would make me not like a punk guy is if they're Nazi punks or if they're, uh, sex offenders <laughs> too, you know, uh, which is a lot of them, by the way. Um, really, really narrowing down pop punk and punk music. <laughs> they really know how to do that. Yeah, no giraffes. Uh, you guys need to figure uh, the giraffe community out there listening to this show. I, I'd like to ask you guys to figure your shit out. Like you guys need to figure out how to drink water like every other animal on the planet like maybe figure out how cups work maybe maybe straws giraffe straws maybe a cool thing um and also you can't can you, and you i don't think you can ride giraffes either so i don't know if you're I, i'm saying i'll say like if you're a hoof animal if you're a hoofed animal and humans can't ride you what's the point i mean really but I don't know. I kind of like giraffes. You know, they're cool animals. I don't know. Kind of cool. So, it's talking shit, but I kind of like them. You know, the, the, you know, giraffes have cool personalities. You know, and they they just they just have some physical things they need to figure out. But yeah, that's a random topic generator. Uh, I was told that I could be funny doing this, so or interesting doing this. So, uh, we live and we die. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. 
Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh... Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes. It goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It is time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where I just answer questions. So it's just that. Because <laughs> uh, I want to see what you guys are dealing with these days. Can I make my partner care more about my pleasure? My husband and I have been married for two years, but our sex life lacks intimacy. He rarely initiates foreplay, and our encounters feel rushed and unsatisfying. 
like he's not fully present. I suspect his early exposure to porn and childhood traumas may be the cause. How can I gently encourage him to change and be more open to imp imp intimacy and empathy, not just in the bedroom? Okay, so we're not going to talk about any childhood traumas that could cause you to, you know, any some sex type problem that's from childhood trauma. I don't want to talk about that. That's too sad for me. We're going to talk about the, we're going to talk about something else. Um, so I guess you just want your partner to be more intimate with you. Um, and he doesn't really initiate. So he probably doesn't, what I'm going to make a guess, he probably doesn't like foreplay. Um, and he probably is not as, he's not a fucking horn dog too. He may have a low T king, but I'm just, yeah, you know, um, for any woman, I would just say, uh, to make your partner try to, you know, pleasure you more, Ugh, that sounds gay, uh, gay isn't cringe, by the way, I gotta point that out, uh, I, my suggestion would be to women, cause like, you know, one thing I can tell you to women is that if you can get a guy hard, then... What you can do from there is, like, usually if you get a guy hard, he is going to, like, his balls are going to start hurting. It's called blue balls. His balls are going to start hurting because of that. Because, like, you're, you know, there's so much blood flow going to your dick, it causes some cramps and pain and stuff like that. Which is true for the ladies you didn't know. Uh, blue balls are real. Men are not making it up. That would be a good scam if we were. But here, here's the deal with blue balls, my quick theory on blue balls. Just because, fellas, just because you have blue balls does not mean a woman is required okay. to... I found this on the web for M blue balls. Check it out. Shut up, Siri. I have to fucking over this. So anyways, here is my thing on blue balls. If you're a fella, then you have to remember, just because she got you rock hard and gave you blue balls is not a reason she has to have sex with you. You're not demanding sex just because they figure out just jerk off somewhere that's all you need to do it's it's not your it's not a good reason why uh, to force a woman to you know to touch your wiener you know but on the other hand to the ladies out there um don't start something you're not willing to finish to because like you know if you're just like you know like don't try to get a guy all aroused and then just be like no i'm not feeling it you know like, it, that's kind of shitty to do it'd be like It'd be like a, a man controlling your period cramps, you know? It's, it, I don't know. It, it's just, I don't Like, you know, like I said, like, you're not, it shouldn't be a reason to have sex with someone, but also don't start something you're not willing to finish. That's my, that's my theory on it. Now, that's one way to do it. Now, and you could also, you could also use a mind tricks because, like, you can, you can kind of do that. Women can do that to men, and I guess it's okay. You know, like, say he does pleasure you, you you treat him nicely, and, you know, like, it's kind of like training a dog, you know? Like, to get a dog to do something you want, you know, you gotta offer, like, a, a reward for doing the good the good thing, and no reward or something bad, you know, and, the, you know, bad thing, you know? Stuff like that, you know? Like, dogs, you know, it's like, oh, if I do this, then, you know, it'll be good. And, you know, um, so, like, you know, you can kind of train him like a, dog in a sense, you know, like when he's more intimate with you, maybe suck his dick, you know? Do you suck dick? Because that, That's also a question I need to ask you. Do you suck dick? Because if you're not sucking his dick, try try starting there. He might be, he'll be nicer to you. 
But initiating four initiating four play is kind of hard for our guy because we're just like if if you're not interested in starting sex, you know, ain't, you know, like the ladies need the foreplay. The men don't really need the foreplay, to be honest with you. Um, so like you know, you, you just gotta trick them in like you know like a reward you know reward type system like get you know it's you need to get him to want to do that thing and what you know if he's like oh if i'm you know if i if she sucks my dick and i take her to pound town uh she's going to be in a good mood and she's going to make dinner i don't know i don't know i think that's the big thing is to do that so maybe try the getting him hard first thing because uh then that'll do something but Sometimes I just, I just need to, I'm, I just want to stick it in and be like, hold on a second, I'm not ready yet, you know, <laughs> shit like that. I don't think that was good advice, so we're going to move on. <laughs> shit. Uh, how do patients on the TV series My 600-Pound Life afford these large delivery orders? I'm curious about the social laws and customs in the U.S. regarding the cost of delivery and takeout orders. In My 600-Pound Life, patients often order hundreds of dollars of food multiple times a day. Is there a social fund that pays for disabled people to live this way? Uh, yeah, most of the people on My 600-Pound Life, especially you see a lot who are not working. Uh, and they're just a lot of them are, you know, bedridden or like too fat to function and shit like that. And, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of them are on disability because of which I don't think the fact that you're just a fat, a fatty should be reason as to getting disability. That's my opinion. Um, because like when you get so fat, like you, if you just do the basics, like you, you start dropping some pounds pretty quickly. Like there's like a level, there's a level of fat. Like if you have a little bit of body fat, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like people who are in 600, the like 500 to a thousand range in their weight. Uh, you know, like it, it's obviously a lot of med- you obviously have a lot of medical problems that also come into it. And I think that's how they get away with it. But a lot of their health problems would be solved by just, just eating less and try to be a little active. I mean, as much as you can at 600 pounds, but yeah, um, that's how they do it. And a lot of what, what some people, what's really important to think about when you watch shows like that is these people are, you, you have to consider them addicts. And, you know, food addicts, you have to, it's a little bit different than dealing with someone who has, like, a drug addiction or a drinking problem because, you know, those, you know, like meth and crack and shit like that, cocaine or whatever you, whatever your drug of choice is, not weed. You, know, you don't have, all you do when you have, well, all you do when you smoke weed, you might have some lung problems, but, like, for the most part, all you do is just sit, lie around, <laughs> I mean, something like that, but, like, oh, well, I mean, I guess people do have a problem with it, but, uh, for these people, like, it's, pro- but, like, we have to eat food to survive, you know, like, you don't need alcohol to survive, you don't need meth to survive, you know, you, you, you need food to survive, so it's, it's a whole different way of dealing with addicts, and something you know about addicts is they lie a lot, they try to manipulate you, and stuff like that, so there's always an enabler, a lot of times there's an enabler too, who probably is working a job and buying all this stuff for them, and, you know, it it is a problem, like, if you're an enabler, uh, and especially if you're an enabler for someone who is over 600 pounds, and especially if they're immobile, I, I, I never understood that problem, maybe it's just like, you care about them, they're your kid, you, you know, there's situations like that, but, 
I I would not and I'm not enable someone like that. You're like someone's bedridden and starts yelling, and getting, you're gonna call the police because I'm not feeding you. The cops are gonna come over and look at you and be like, I think you're being fed. <laughs> you can't be 600 pounds and be like, I I'm being starved. Okay, it'd be like we're putting them on a diet plan. We have food in the fridge. Uh, we have recipes here. We have like a list of food that you can eat, and you know, banning food. We're working on nutrition. Like, like yeah, I don't know. Like, worst case scenario, if they don't want to live with the enabler, they can move out. They can find. They can figure it out themselves. You know, and you only get so much disability money too. So, you know, that's the thing. So, um, how do they afford these disability checks? And mostly enablers. Usually, it's usually enablers. There might there might be. It's usually enablers and stuff like that. And it's you. And if you have, if you have an addict in your life, if you know addicts who are unwilling to, you know, fix their problem, this is how you know they act a crazy way. And the next question we have is a follow up, kind of a follow up. It's just similar in topics. What is the best way to encourage fat people to lose weight? Obesity is a risk factor for more physical health issues and more healthcare bills for the sole purpose of bringing down healthcare costs in America. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely good. You know, I'm, I'm talking about like you're you're so obese that you are starting to have medical problems, and you can say, "No, my doctor says I'm healthy," but are they really saying that? Or you know, like I said, we talked about in the last question, addicts always lie. You know, when I had a big drinking problem. I would tell, you know, what I tell my doctors, like, I have two drinks. Yeah, I have two. I just said two. And it was like, oh, two drinks, okay. I'm like, two bottles of vodka in a week. Uh, you know, like, two liter, like, two two liter bottles of vodka a week. You know, that's not good, you know? And then lying to your doctor is not good either because they're not there to, like, shame you and shit. They're, they're actually there to help you. Now, if you do go to, like, a, uh, you know, a gastric, you know, like Dr. Now in my 600-pound life, you know, uh, he has to deal with addicts all the time. You know, it's like, I gained five pounds in the two months I was supposed to lose 50 or something like that. And it's like, of course he's doing that. And then they, they always fight back and stuff like that, you know. It's the difference between addicts who are fixing the problem and, like, you know, trying to solve it versus, like, those who are unwilling to change, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, but I think really for an effective way to encourage people to lose weight, you know, when they need to. I think we're t a lot of, at least in the United States, I don't know about the rest of the world. I, I don't live there. So, uh, but I do know a lot of like the fat acceptance movement really comes from unrealistic beauty standards. And you really got to start understand one, one thing I really think everyone needs to understand is, uh, everyone just photoshops or edits all their photos ever. I try not to, uh, I may put like a filter on, but I'm not trying to, I'm not like, to, like one of those beauty filters or whatever. I'm just like cool little filter to change like the color of the photo. Like you have to, you know, you have to realize like everyone's like making themselves look skinny. Like if you go on dating apps, it's like every, you know, you meet a woman in person, like they're probably fatter than they are on the photos, you know? And so like, cause we all want to make ourselves look good on the internet and that's it. And on like print magazines and in photos. So, you know, everyone's editing their photos. And one thing you have to realize is we all hate our bodies. There's some people who do like their bodies and they have a screw loose in their brain, but most people do not like their bodies and stuff like that. And, uh, I'm not saying it's body dysmorphia. It's just like, 
you kind of, you see someone else you like the way they look and you wish you looked more like them and stuff like that. And that mindset's really bad because we're all built different, you know? Uh, and like we all, no one looks like that. And so I think a lot of people encourage weight loss for a beauty, for beauty and for looks and stuff like that. And I don't think uh, you need to encourage yourself not to lose weight for that reason, because when that's your reasoning, uh, that's when like body dysmorphia and like you start getting eating disorders and stuff like that. That's when that stuff happens. Uh, you need to encourage people to lose weight for their health, not for your beauty. And if you're in the mind, you need to put yourself in that mindset of, I mean, I've been trying to lose weight too, and I'm not the best example of like being uh, like of fat people. You know, the the way you need to change your mindset. Like, don't decide I'm going to lose weight to look better, which I think it's a good, it's a good motivator too, you know? And I think you should keep that in mind too, because you will look better when you're like, when you slim down, because that's just, you know, that's the brain's way of determining like if someone's healthy or not, you know, there's like a way someone needs to look for being like, yeah, you look healthy, you know, stuff like that. Cause you see people like, they're not like twinks or like in super good shape, but like they still look healthy, you know? Um, you need to remember that just, you need to make sure you do it for your own health and stuff like that. Because, you know, I know when I'm fatter, I have a harder time sleeping because I have big old tons of neck fat pressuring down and you know, it's, it's, uh, you don't breathe as well. And I, and so I don't get as good of a sleep. And so it's always good. A lot of people have sleep apnea when they could lose weight. And so I was, you know, if you want to fix your sleep apnea, you should probably go to, you know, you should probably try losing weight first if that is a problem. And some people are skinny and have it too, and I've seen that too. So and it's it is a problem. And like that's the best solution, you know. But yeah, make sure yeah, and make sure that's what I try to do if I need to lose weight. I do it for myself. Like you know, if you look bad, you feel bad. You know, that's usually for the most part how it is. So like you need just encouraging people to lose weight for their health, not because of beauty really puts people in a lot better of a mindset for, you know, the weight loss because, one, they will get, you know, they will look better. Everyone looks better when they lose weight, you know. Even if you're, like, maybe say you're, like, 10 pounds overweight, you lose that 10 pounds, or you're, like, if I lose 10 pounds, I'm, like, yeah, that works, you know. It's a little bit different. So, yeah, I don't want to, you know, and I think a lot of it just comes down to just the unrealistic beauty standards. So just remember that when you're, like, when you hear about the fat acceptance movement, like, you know, they're really trying to say what at its core, it's like saying that, like, we all hate our bodies. Just, you know, learn to be happy with your body and, you know, learn what you can change, you know, learn what you can't change and change the things you can change and accept things you can't change, you know, you know, it's just solid. My fiancé told me last night that he wouldn't be opposed to an open relationship but wouldn't act on it as he knows I don't feel the same. How should I feel about this? He mentioned last night that he'd be okay with an open relationship, which made me upset because I'm very monogamous, and I trust him that he doesn't cheat, but I feel like there's a fundamental difference in values. We've been together for three years with a previous six-year relationship and a three-year break in between. Our current sex life is great three to four times a week, and we both agree on that. Um... Maybe, I don't know if this is necessarily, I mean, I could see how it could be alarming he says something like that, unless, like, you're talking about that, like, um, I think he said, I think at its best, what he's trying to say is, like, you know, if 
somehow we decide that we need to be uh, we'd be happier if we opened up our relationship. Um, it, I mean, maybe he was saying like, if you think we should start a, like start being having an open relationship, um, I wouldn't be opposed to it, you know. And you know, if you want to be in an open relationship, the thing is, both parties have to like be one hundred percent on board with it. So. You know, he says he's not he's not interested in it because he knows you don't feel the same way. But he says if it's kind of like if you're up for it, I'd be up for it. But if you're not, I'm not going to be up for it. That's why I think it's at its best. Um, at its worst is he is probably wanting to be in an open relationship, which means he wants to be with you in a relationship, but wants to also fuck other people, which is probably what it means. But then you don't. You know, like at least you, he agrees that he wouldn't do it because he knows you don't feel the same way. And so I think. For the most part, I think it's good. Unless you think he might be cheating. You say you don't. So unless you think he might, then, you know, maybe look into it. But at that, though, I don't think it's something you necessarily need to worry about too much. Because I think it's just like, if you were up for it, I think I would. Pro- I could be up for it too. You know, I think that's kind of what he's trying to say. Sometimes we overthink things, you know. I, I had a recent situation. I'm not going to talk about it. But uh, I had a recent situation where... Um, like I didn't do anything on it, you know, I was venting to someone and they were, you know, just telling me like, here, here's a, another way to think about it. You know, they may, you know, they don't know you maybe or something like that, you know, give you a little different perspective. It's probably may not be personal because it's usually for me, it's like if something gets personal, like that's when it upsets me. But when it's like not personal, I can usually ignore it, you know? So, you know, that's how it is. Would you be okay with a loved one or marrying someone who has a history of cheating? Is it true that once a cheater, always a cheater? The two people in relationships might have a different opinion as they are more emotionally invested, but as friends and family, how would you feel as someone you care about marrying someone who is known to have been unfaithful in previous relationships? So, it de- I think it depends on the situation. Like, you, re- you need to know the full story before you do it. Because if you just... because. Th- on, on paper, what I would say is I would agree with you, once a cheater, always a cheater, but it depends, but I think the situation's interesting. If, like, you're meeting someone new, you're trying to hit it off with them, and they say, and, you know, they admit, like, yeah, I have cheated on past relationships before, and, you know, it depends on how many times, like, if if they say every, he's they've cheated on every relationship they've ever been on, in, in, then what I would say is they're going to cheat on you don't date them. It's going to be a red flag. They have an issue they need to figure out. Sometimes, you know, you hear stories like one time in one situation, I did cheat on my partner and I still feel horrible about it. And I'm generally sorry for what I did. Uh, and I'm, I never going to do that again. You know, like situations like that, like that's not like a cheater. So you can't, I don't feel like that's the same situation. But it, I think it's more of someone who has cheated in multiple different relationships. And because, like, I don't, like, it's hard to believe, like, do you think it'll stop with you? Because a lot of times, sometimes you have some mental block or some situation like that where, like, you're emotionally invested in someone, but, like, you feel this need to sleep around or something like that. Like, some people have that, and it's kind of like, Sometimes it's like self-sabotaging relationships and it's like some trauma from their past they have to figure out. But yeah, so if it's like an, a continuing thing that's happened a lot of times, yeah. If it was like a one-time thing like that happened, you know, or like they did it once and they learned the errors of their ways and they 
made a commitment to never do it again. And, you know, in the relationships, you know, they've had to change, you know, the cheater has to change some things about them and be willing. That's what I, the people I know that's happened to, like they've, they've had to make some, they had to make some updates to how they be in a relationship. You know, I don't want to get into their tea, but that's my opinion. Um, Notice if they have a pattern of it. If it's not a pattern, then I would say it's fine. But if it is a pattern, like you need to be aware that if they, if you know, they'll probably cheat on you too. Just giving you some advice. I don't know the guy or the person you're talking about, but say what you want. Is Sony ruining Marvel the Marvel name in movies? I know that Marvel Studios has been putting out mediocre movies since Endgame, with the odd exceptions, but Sony Marvel movies tend to be viewed as bad or just plain terrible, with some exceptions. I feel that a lot of people don't differentiate between the two entities. Are they bringing the name down? Um, I don't think... I think we... I think Marvel Studios as a brand, you know, owned by Disney, the good Marvel Studios... I think it's not bringing their name down. I think it, at the end of the day, it's just hurting Sony because um, from rumors I've heard is that Sidney Sweeney, uh, Matt Smith, uh, Dakota Johnson, I've heard them. It, it was basically almost a similar story where they all thought they were going to be in an MCU movie, maybe like a one movie or deal or whatever. They were like tricked into signing on for these Sony movie projects. When in reality, it was Sony's Spider-Man properties, not the actual MCU. So I don't think they're bringing the name of Marvel down. What they're doing is just making god-awful content. That way they can keep the rights to the Spider-Man property. And so they're doing like, Spider-Verse movies were good, and that gave Sony a little too much, like, confidence. Cause, and then, like, the Mar- actual Marvel Spider-Man movies, they're, like, taking claims from the studio that, like, when more movies came out, from the studio that brought you Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, you can't say that. You didn't make them. You, like, I know you were involved in the movie, but, like, it was still Marvel Studios doing that. Like, you guys would have made the most god-awful thing. Like, the... Spider-Man, for the most part, the Spider-Man movies, minus the Spider-Verse movies, even Venom. I don't know why people think Venom is good. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's just like, eh. You know, those movies are, eh. You know, they're not totally horrible, but they're like, yeah. But, you know, like, they're, I feel like they're just making the movies because they think, because they just want to keep the properties. Because I think, I don't even know if they have to, like, exceed a certain box office amount, you know. They can just keep as long as they make the movies, they keep it. And so I think they're just doing that for when they make MCU movies. So when they, for the, the couple MCU movies, they can really make their profits off of that and still keep Spider-Man and shit like that. I think, I think, I think Sony should really give those properties back to, to Marvel, you know, and then maybe take a check too, you know, I can, it, like, I feel like the Spider-Man properties are incredibly, you know, they'll, they'll always... You know, like, I feel like when you, when they're done well and they look good, people will want to see it. So, so Sony, I'm still boycotting all your movies. Uh, I will not pay money directly. I will not pay money to see your movies. That's, that's my rule because what you're doing with the Spider-Man properties is disrespectful and you do not deserve to make those movies. Those movies need to be made by people who genuinely care for the character and genuinely want to make a good movie.
That's my opinion. And on to our last question we got here. Are Americans more sexually conservative today than in the past? In the show Mad Men, set 60 years ago, infidelity was common and often accepted without much fuss. Even in the 19th century, prostitution was legal and accepted, especially for wealthy men. This raises the question, are we more sexually conservative in the U.S. today, considering that prostitution was arguably more legal and accepted 100 years after the Pilgrims arrived than it is now? Um, when we're going to, like... Mad Men stuff, like, it was a different, you know, we talk about a different time back then, and, you know, we talk about the world before the internet, social media, phone, you know, even cell phones and smartphones and stuff like that. Um, you could, it was a little bit easier to get away with, uh, you know, infidelity, as I would like to say, because uh, you could say you went somewhere, and, you know, as long as they don't push it any further, they're just gonna, your spouse is gonna believe you, and everything, and, uh, yeah, I don't think that's cool, because I think, you know, it's a lot of, like, bosses sleeping with their secretaries, which that's a position of power, dude. You shouldn't be doing that. Um, but in regards to, are we more sexually conservative today? I think, you know, it's just how culture works. Like, I think prostitution, you know, when, when it's done right, you know, I think that's how they do it in Nevada, where, like, I think it, it is legal, and there's a lot of regulations with it. I think it can be done really well. It's, the problem comes when it's not legal, you know, and stuff like that. So I don't, you know, I feel like we're a little bit, but I think we're just more like, can you guys keep it in your pants? You know, I think like, I think, I don't think we're necessarily sexually conservative, you know, cause like you hear about like kids are like, they're losing their, when they lose their virginity, they hate ass before it. You know, I'm like eating ass. Like that's an, that's a advanced move right there. But, uh, yeah, so I don't think we're necessarily more conservative with it. I just think maybe we're, I think maybe we're more like, yeah, you shouldn't cheat on your partner. You shouldn't sexually abuse people. In regards to that, I just think it's more, we're putting higher standards on people and uh, how they need to act. We're holding people accountable for their actions. So, yeah, I think we're holding people accountable for uh, cheating on their partner, you know? And with all that being said, another episode of Cancel Shweezy is now come and gone. Thank you so much for listening. Check out my music under uh, Shweezy, my social media, at the Shweezy. Uh, check out our Patreon, Cash App, and PayPal to support the show in any way possible. Uh, make sure you're subscribed, especially if you listen. Go to YouTube. Make sure you're going there, checking out everything we do there. We post shorts and uh, clips and everything over there. Uh, and uh, if you're on an audio platform, like I said, if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, make sure you're subscribe because they may have unsubscribed you and uh leave a review give us a five four three two or one star rating so like always honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome believe it or not schweg is in at home please leave a message at the beep i must be out or i pick up the phone where could i be Believe it or not, I'm not home. Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates 
whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.